Welcome to Successful Parenting, where we, Jackie Rue and Robin Choquette, share practical skills for families to build resilience and healthy connections. As practicing professionals and parents ourselves, we hope this podcast is a resource for parents to grow, reflect, and learn more about themselves and their children. Our approach is simple, tangible, and most importantly, we lead with compassion for the integrity of the families we serve. This podcast should not be taken as medical advice and is intended for informational purposes only. We love our work and we can't wait to watch families gain confidence and open themselves up to new ways of successful parenting. Hello, Robin. How are you doing? I am great. Loving life today, just kind of zipping along and um, moving and doing what I need to do. I'll be honest, Jackie, it's all a bunch of BS. I'm forcing myself to go there. (laughs) I'm not quite feeling it today, but I am trying to, what is it that you often say? Behave your way into where you want to be? Behave your way into feeling better. Yes, I am taking... A, your advice, and I am doing that today. Did that sound like I was there? <laughs> yeah, and I know it's. Uh, we're recording some of these in the summer, right? And it's for us. I don't know. At least I know you're in Kansas, and I'm in Chicago. We've had extreme heat. <laughs> yes, I think we're like in the mid 90s tomorrow, and it's been a lot. I think for me, at least, I noticed. While I love you know summer and being outside, I notice it can be a little draining for me when I'm outside too much, and so I do think that can that can weigh on things a little bit. Yeah. You know, this ties right into our conversation today. This is such a great conversation to have when we're talking about our children and helping them to develop that resilience, that confidence. Jackie, you often talk about helping our children to develop that confidence and where that will take them. And our conversation today with Master Niebling is about martial arts and the benefits of being involved in studying. And I just think it's going to be a great conversation. Yeah, I had a few actually teens say to me this week is they do better when they have structure and routine and they do better when they have expectations. And we've talked to so many parents that say when they notice their kids are struggling, they kind of take the expectations off or they allow things to be more lax in hopes to make their children more comfortable. But really, the kids will say that almost makes it more challenging for them. And that can create some anxiety. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me tell you a little bit about Master Niebling. She has been a student of martial arts for about 15 years, primarily training the arts of Taekwondo, Tai Chi. And she not only trains, but she instructs under Master Butler at the Hero Martial Arts in Kansas City, Missouri. She earned the title of Master in 2018. She assists with teaching classes for students aged from 4 to 76 and writing curriculum, developing the Hero Martial Arts Character Education Program, hosting self-defense seminars in the community, and assisting with the leadership development programs for the youth and adults. Now, Master Niebling is also a doctor. She earned her doctorate degree and she has 20 years of experience as a middle school teacher in science and an instructional coach. I mean, she just brings so much to these young kids, to these adults. She is amazing in what she does. And I think once you meet Master Niebling, you will always remember her and you carry a piece of her with you. Her calming presence and sense of confidence just really helps, I think, in our everyday life. So welcome, Master Niebling. Yes, welcome. Thank you for having me. 
Glad to be here. We are so happy to have you here. Now, your fourth degree, and you are going for your fifth degree this fall, correct? Correct. Yes. I've been fourth degree since 2018. And so my master has now recommended me for a fifth degree rank promotion. So I'm pretty excited about that and very focused on my training and preparation for that. Exciting. Well, can you tell us a little bit about your journey in pursuing martial arts? And now you're a teacher and an instructor and write curriculum. You do so much. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Right. It was not really the path that I chose for myself. It kind of, it found me really. I was very active in team sports as a child and a teenager. Uh, my goal was to play college soccer and that was a goal that I achieved. But after graduation and getting a job, my work became pretty much my whole life. And so as a young adult, I began looking for ways that I could find a little bit more balance in my life. And so I needed some other kind of activity. And so I found one month trial for a martial arts class. I signed up, loved it, and I've been going ever since. So it's about, uh, it'll be 16 years in September. And so I went in wanting to be able to defend myself, meet new people and get a really good workout. So I've met and achieved those goals along with so many others around the way. So it's been a really unique journey and being able to give back to the school and to the students exactly what I've learned and gained from the program as a student myself. Wow. I know being a teacher, both, you know, at the school and in martial arts, how do you see these two parts of your life complementing one another? And what influence do you believe it has on you as a teacher and your students? I very quickly saw the benefits uh, for me as an adult in terms of fitness and self-defense in martial arts. But it was when I really began assisting in our evening youth and family classes that I really saw the benefits for the youth uh, and our teens. And because of what I was seeing in the evening classes, I actually worked alongside my master to create an after-school martial arts program at the middle school that I teach at. And we ran that program for four to five years because I just firmly believed in the power of the martial arts in creating those experiences for students after school that might not typically be able to step into an evening martial arts environment. One of the fun elements of that is that as a science teacher teaching the unit on force and motion, I was able to bring board breaking into classroom demonstration. That was always a highlight of the year. And I know I made dinner conversations uh, on those (laughs) nights. And it was just uh, really fun to be able to bring that element of my personal life into my instruction. Eventually, I saw that the key components of martial arts instruction also began to be the keys to classroom management for me, focusing on respect, the elements of focus, and bringing in a positive attitude to everything that you do. I still reference those three things, even in my coaching role now in the classroom. Anytime I step into a new classroom, those are the kind of the three expectations that I lay out for the students that I'm working with. Um, Go ahead. I said that was respect. And what were the other two? Respect, focus, and a positive attitude. Okay. And really at this point in my journey, I don't think I could really separate, you know, Master Niebling from Dr. Niebling. The two have become so intertwined. We have a saying in martial arts that life is martial arts and martial arts is life. And so at our school, it goes beyond so much more than just achieving the rank and getting good at kicking and punching. You know, it's really about who you are becoming, becoming that person of character and what you're giving back to the community. At this point, where one ends and where the other begins, it's a really fuzzy and gray place. And I personally find it a really good way of doing life for myself and seeing that in our students as well. Yeah, I can 
see that. It makes a lot of sense. You know, when we're talking about martial arts and myself, and I'm sure many of our listeners, you know, really do not understand the difference. Um, There's karate, taekwondo, and there's so many more. How do you find out information and, and decide which one to study? Absolutely. Martial arts and just the whole industry and the history of it is so broad and there are very different styles out there. When students come to us, what we're really wanting to educate them about is really just kind of all of what martial arts can bring to the table. Um, There are styles out there that are designed for kicking and punching and staying on your feet. And then there are styles that are out there that are designed for defending yourself in case you were to end up on the ground. At our school, we're fortunate that our master has learned various arts. And so he can bring all of those traditions and styles into our training. That's not always the case at many schools. But at the end of the day, it is not so much about which style you choose to train in, but really the character and the quality of the instructor who is providing the training. Looking at, you know, do they really care about the personal development of the student as well as their martial arts development? Have they created a team and an environment where they're developing role models who are also providing that strong example of character and perseverance in life, you know, for your child? Looking to see, does the instructor have the knowledge, the skills, and the experience in teaching martial arts, as well as being able to demonstrate it, because we find that there is a difference between simply being a good martial artist and then being an effective martial arts instructor. Along with that comes knowing how to work with different ages of students, different abilities, and being able to authentically motivate and inspire them. And so martial arts is an investment. It's not a one-time season. And so we really want the fit between the instructor and the student to be of the highest quality and, and that priority. Well, and one thing I've always heard about it, it does help build confidence in children and has so many benefits just in terms of helping them believe in themselves and gain resilience. Besides the physical benefits of martial arts, you know, strength and balance and endurance, what else do you see individuals, especially children, teens, gain through participating in martial arts? Right. So when you ask a a new student, uh, youth or teen coming in, they will usually tell you they want to learn the cool ninja skills and they want to, you know, be able to do all the things (laughs) they've seen uh, on the latest cartoons and movies. And then the cool thing, be able to break boards too. But when we talk to the parents, uh, parents are looking for elements more along the lines of focus and self-discipline, helping them to manage their big emotions, being more physically active, being able to defend themselves and stand up for themselves against bullies. You know, we do all of that at our school and, and address that. One of the elements that's key is the way that we utilize the belt ranking system. That becomes a way for us to teach students about setting goals, both short-term and long-term. With that short-term goals, that going to white belt, to yellow belt, to orange belt, and progressing their way through the system, it really helps them to see that when they put in the effort, they can see their results. So that mastery orientation of thinking and that growth mindset. And then It's also that long term, though, because while it's exciting to earn your next rank, your ultimate goal, your original goal is to earn your black belt. But in reality, that's not even the final goal. The goal of having you know, a black belt is just the start. You've learned the basics. Now you're ready to add to your knowledge and your depth of training. So that's why martial arts becomes a lifestyle for so many of our students, beginning in their childhood and extending into their teen years up until the time that they'll leave for college. And we see students promoting to first degree, second degree, third degree, even a junior master level for those that have been with us for the longest time. So interesting to watch. And full disclosure, Jackie, I know you 
you already know this, but to our listeners too, my grandson is a part of it and studies with Master Niebling, just watching his confidence gain. And he will say that that is a place that he feels safe. That is one of those places he feels more confidence, much more than he does in school. And I think that's pretty amazing to have that impact on those kids. I agree with what you're saying. I was recently doing my research and studying on discussing the effects of martial arts. And this article was about at-risk youth. You know, it had a pretty small sample size, so it wasn't a really robust research, but it still supported the findings of other studies that participation in martial arts impacts cognitive and psychological functioning. Doc, uh, Master Niebling, I was going to call you Dr. Niebling. <laughs> Either one, I guess, works. Have you seen this in the time that you've been in martial art? And can you share any stories of impact of individuals that you've worked with? want to protect confidentiality. Do you have any stories that our listeners could hear and could help them to understand the changes that you see yeah. for individuals that participate? Absolutely. You know, I think of a little guy that uh, we've had the opportunity to work with over the years. He came to us when he was about nine. His mom really wanted him to focus on developing self-control, become more focused, and to be less aggressive with his younger brother. So as a, a white belt just first coming in, we had to frequently remind him about class rules, expectations, keep his hands to himself making sure that he was listening while instructors were talking. And so we had multiple conversations with him. We were partnering with his mom, asking questions about how he was doing at school, really just begin to addressing our expectations for him. And over the course of you know, his first several belt ranks with us, over the course of first three to six months of training, we really began to see him become more focused in class. We didn't have to remind him as often about the class expectations. And in that, we saw confidence in himself increase. And he began to take pride in his appearance and just his uniform, making sure his belt was tied correctly, and that he was being a good role model for others. And it, at the same time, we asked parents to share out at belt testing about growth and improvement they've seen over the course of the last belt cycle. And his mom would frequently report that he was starting to follow directions better at home. There were less issues between him and his brother and that teachers at school were even beginning to notice a change. And so we are working with students. We know that change takes time, but those changes do happen and they're long lasting. I've run into students outside the school that have been with us, have completed their training, and they find me, they see me, and they still want to tell me the things that they remember, the things that they've learned, and how that's helping them out in their daily lives, whatever goals that they're pursuing at that time. You know, those are the reasons that instructors train and then teach in martial arts. It's not about making the money. It's not about self-promotion. It really is about seeing that life change in students and families and knowing that we're contributing and that we're making a difference. Well, and I think that, you know, one of the things Robin and I were even talking about is, you know, how when children are struggling with things like emotional or behavior challenges or, you know, maybe ADHD or anxiety, they do benefit from, you know, routine, predictability, discipline, consistency. And it sounds like those are some of the key elements in martial arts, which I think even makes it that much more powerful. What do you notice too, when you think about benefits, if there's parents that are listening and, and they have a child that is struggling at home with ADHD, anxiety, you know, autism any kind of challenges, what do you see as some of the main benefits for them in joining martial arts? Right. And this is where it's kind of one of the unseen benefits of martial arts. A lot of kids that have maybe tried to participate in team sports and just find it to not be their thing, they will come to martial arts and discover yeah, this is this is what it is for me. And a lot of times it's because on a, in a team sport, they might be sitting the bench for a portion of time. In martial arts, there is no bench to sit on. Everyone participates, everyone's involved. And so they're always engaged and active. 
seeing it in the classroom, seeing it in the martial arts school as well. You know, life is hard. There are so many things that our kids are dealing with these days. And so, you know, we frequently see students coming in with some emotional and behavior challenges, various diagnoses. But the cool thing is, is that we don't have to focus on that. We can just focus on what we do as martial arts instructors. And one of the greatest gifts that we give our students is that consistency. Students know what to expect every time they come to class. They know how to bow in at the door. They know where to put their shoes, how to respond to the instructors. They know the expectations for their behavior. And so we really see them begin to live into that and live up to that. And when they experience that success in martial arts, we then begin to see that bleed over into other areas of their lives. We start hearing that you know their self-discipline is improving. They're building that confidence in other areas of their lives. We're seeing those quiet and reserved kids that come in, they'll find their voice. All of a sudden, now they're wanting to perform in their school talent shows. And then we get them assisting with warm-ups or helping out junior-ranked students. You know, And it's the opposite too for those kids that are you know maybe struggling with high energy, very active, tend to be impulsive, we begin to see and help them follow directions the first time to manage that energy so that it's controlled and processed in a positive way rather than more chaotic way that'll often get them in trouble. So we find it's the little things that are done well and over a period of time that make the difference. And it's not just the parents that notice the difference. The kids will tell you themselves. I've gotten more confidence. I am have better focus. I don't get in trouble at school. I'm making new friends. And they're really proud to share those things. And so we see tremendous growth. And I mean, ultimately, that's what we want from our kids. And, and they need that now uh, more than ever. Oh, so true. It's so amazing to watch them. And the support that the kids have for one another <laughs> is pretty interesting to watch. It really creates that sense of community and participation in community. I'm not just an observer. I'm part of this and I'm a valuable part of it. Yeah. Seeing that the contribution to each other, you know, I helped him out and he helped me and we got better together today. And just that give and take and that just sense of, you know, I belong here. That's huge for our students. And then knowing that, you know, they're improving, they're getting better and that they're being recognized. You know, that kind of feedback is very powerful. And just knowing where am I now and where do I want to go? And I know my coaches are going to help me get there. And that's a pretty exciting thing to, to be able to witness on a regular basis. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Do you ever work with families on implementing some of these strategies at home? You know, it's interesting when we say, you know, kids that are struggling maybe at school or home, all of a sudden they're doing so well in the class. Do parents ever come and participate or family members and then kind of pick up on some of the strategies of the class and utilize some of that at home? Absolutely. Um, we do have a number of parents that will actually come and train with their kids. And that creates a really fun dynamic because now it's something that they're doing together. There's very few activities today where parents can participate in the activity right along with their kids, earning and developing and growing together. And so it's really fun to watch a family come in as white belts and then earn their black belts together. Just really fun. We say the family that kicks together sticks together. And That's so awesome. there's there's a lot of power in that. The other thing that we do, we're very transparent with families about you know some of the tools that we use. Very important, especially at our school, that we're building a partnership you know, with at home, at school, and at martial arts. And so we have countless conversations uh, with families and students about behaviors that just aren't working at home. As martial arts masters, you know, we begin to take on a, a role where kids listen to us a little bit differently than they might listen to others in their lives. And so parents will utilize us to, you know, be on that team because we want the best ultimately for their kids. We just have conversations and, you know, say, hey, I heard something didn't go well today at school. Let's talk about it. 
And so we'll process, you know, with them and the parent listening in. And we'll talk about the elements of, you know, learning from our mistakes, but not making the same mistakes over and over. We talk about the importance of respect and respecting classmates and teachers. And so those elements that we talk about and implement in martial arts classes for the functioning of our classes are also those same elements that really benefit families and kids at home, in the community, at school, in all aspects of their lives. How do you find the right place for your family? Is there anything else you'd like to share with our listeners about participating in martial arts or finding the right fit for them? Yeah, and it really is about finding the right fit. I shared earlier just about the value of finding the right instructor, the right fit for your child in terms of motivation and just being aligned with purpose and values. In my experience, I've seen some different types of martial arts schools out there. So for families to be aware of what you might experience and why it's so important to ask questions. There's like professional martial arts schools out there. That's where I attend. And uh, my master is, he's made it his livelihood. It is his profession. He doesn't have another job. He's committed his life to this work. Everything that they do comes from this love of and passion for teaching martial arts. Um, You'll run into other schools that are owned by franchise owners. So they may not have any martial arts experience, or it might be limited experience. So they're viewing it as an investment financially for themselves. Others will enjoy teaching martial arts as a hobby. So they might teach a couple nights a week in conjunction with a a regular full-time job. And so I think families can just ask questions about the school and the background, how it came to be, and just being able to find that fit there. We always encourage families, even the ones that come to us, you know, Don't just come to us and sign up because we're the first school you came to. Go check out a couple other schools. Check out three, check out four. Ask questions, meet the instructors, experience a class. It's not always about the school that's closest to you or the one that's the cheapest or even the one that's the most expensive. At our school, we will have students that drive 45 minutes or more each way because we're the right fit. They can't imagine going to another school because they've experienced what we have to offer. So it's not about a fancy website or marketing or, you know, even cool looking uniforms. You know, check out four to five schools before making a decision. Make sure that you're asking questions about belt testing. Sometimes schools will have belt testing fees in addition to the tuition. So being able to ask questions about those kinds of things can just give you a bigger picture of what the goal is and if that's going to be a good fit for your family. And then just considering probably the most important thing is the support of the parents for the child as they're going through the program. We see the greatest success for students when their parents are fully committed to this as well, and they can provide the support and the reminders at home to practice. They're helping to support the values and kind of the principles that the instructors are teaching on the floor on a regular basis. And uh, we really see families come together in some neat ways, celebrating their children as they experience their success because of their involvement in martial arts. That's awesome. Yeah, I will say, and just a plug for uh, Master Niebling and Master Butler at Hero is very much that it does feel like it's a full family involvement in it and the support I think parents receive as well as the children. We are at the point of having our three questions. So let me share those with you. You can answer one, two, or all three. Uh, It's your choice. Here we go. Number one, what did you do as a child or teenager that would drive your parents crazy? Number two, what is the biggest difference between children today and when you grew up? And then number three, what does successful parenting mean to you? Master Niebling, what would you want to do? Hey, all three of those are fun, fun questions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I was actually talking to my mom yesterday and I said, you know, what was it that I did that kind of drove you crazy? 
She couldn't come up with anything off the top of her head. But one of the things that I remember from being a kid that I kind of think probably drove her crazy would be when we had to dress up and wear fancy dresses. I hated lace and I hated ruffles. So I remember specifically at a school concert having to wear this dressy dress and it had ruffles on the sleeves. And I wanted to tuck them under so they'd be out of the way. And my mom kept saying, no, keep them out. It's so cute. It's so pretty that way. Nope. By the time I got up on stage, those ruffles were cleanly tucked mm-hmm. away and I was much happier. And uh, she was just shaking her head out there in the audience, I'm sure. So <laughs> that uh, I, of course, now I do wear lace and ruffles, but back then it was a little <laughs> bit harder. So, hey, we made it through that. <laughs> I was reminded last week of one of the biggest differences between when I was a kid and kids are dealing with today. And we had a heavy rainstorm, thunderstorm come through Kansas City and took down a lot of power lines. And so families were out of power for hours, days. And a parent came into a session that I was leading and said, we lost power. And my son, he didn't know what to do with himself. He was like, mom, call the power company, tell them we need power. I want to get on my device. Mm -hmm. You know, as a child, I remember that the idea of being bored wasn't a concept I really understood. One, because my parents, we couldn't go there. We couldn't use that word board. There was always something to do or something to try or be creative, be imaginative. That space of being bored today so that you're forced to draw on that creativity and imagination. It's a little bit less common to see that for kids than what it was when I was growing up. So true. So, so true. And then when I I think about successful parenting, for me and what I've seen modeled from my parents and other families as I've watched over the years, is just the concept of intentionality. Really getting to know who your children are on an individual basis and being able to raise them and make decisions for them based on who they are and what they need. And I know that watching those dynamics in our family with three girls who have three very different personalities has made a difference in just how successful that we've been able to be as adults and knowing beyond a shadow of a doubt that, you know, my parents cared for me and my development, wanted the best for me. And so just stepping back and looking at the things that they did intentionally to make sure that some of those things happened for us as kids. I love it. I love it. Love it. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate you taking the time and talking with us today. Oh, thank you for the opportunity. I always enjoy being able to share with families about martial arts and just the passion and and energy that uh, we as instructors bring to the art and just continuing to to pass it on to the next generation. Yes. Well, thank you very much. And I, I hope you all have a great day. Thank you. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye. Bye, Jackie. Bye, Robin. Thank you for joining us. And make sure to subscribe and like us to catch our next episode, where we will take you on a journey to find new ways of successful parenting.